0: I'm a Zanzibar leopard. I don't mean to brag here, but my fur is quite tantalizing. Some might even say superior to my mainland ancestors. More mysterious and alluring. Uh, But that's just the way it is here in Zanzibar, as you'll soon discover in this week's extraordinary episode of Extinction Event. This is the Zanzibar Leopard, and it starts now. (laughs) welcome to extinction events. event uh,
1: sorry did I cut you off
0: yeah <laughs> Jack yes I'm so happy to be here
1: I can tell just from the quality of your voice it's radiating <laughs> happiness
0: I have to say right now uh, this is a big thank you to everyone who gave us suggestions for extinct animals you remember last week we uh, yeah I asked, remember this we were like please.
1: How many it's been like thirty something episodes of the first time we thought to do this?
0: <laughs> we should have thought sooner because we got a pretty good response back. A lot of really good suggestions and I'm hoping to incorporate some of them into the show. Maybe even squeeze enough out to make a fifth season. Whoa. Like right now I'm just trying to, you know, finish out season four, but maybe we'll make it to five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no promises.
0: Uh very cool. So I—that's why I'm excited. It was so. You're uh, giving
1: you? back to the people. It's good. I like
0: that. Well, they gave it. They gave it to me, really. So. Yeah,
1: that—that's what this is about.
0: Thank you. It's everyone. a giving
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, how are you?
1: I'm petrified
0: about what
1: this week's <laughs> extinction event—the
0: Zanzibar leopard.
1: I know nothing about it. What no. happens?
0: Well, you're gonna find out. Uh, I was going to ask you because you...
1: usually in your intro, like they're getting shot or right. they're getting hanged or like right. I don't know, like the heads dipped in acid or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to do it like that this time. And I would... that
1: that's terrified me. Well, because my imagination has gone wild with how these guys are going right. to die.
0: Did you get a sense of mystique? Mm-hmm. Little, uh... It felt
1: like a you know a clue the game. Where somebody's going to get murdered in the study with a (laughs) candlestick.
0: Yeah, I'd like that. Well, I was going to ask you what you knew about leopards because I kind of dropped the ball on researching about leopards.
1: Leopards. (laughs) Let's see. There's a snow one. There's a black one. Uh, They have spots. Yeah. Um Hmm. I don't know the difference between like a jaguar and a leopard, if that's a type of leopard. Um yeah, it's about the extent. Okay. Really, I don't my biggest question is where's Zanzibar?
0: Yes. Um, well, I will I'll tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that. Okay. Which it just sounds like a cool place. Two Z's?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. It sounds like a really like quirky grocery store. <laughs>
0: They've got a lot of bulk food items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we get started? <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Was that enough for you? Enough banter? Are you? Loose? I think it's enough
1: banter for everybody.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Today, we are talking about the Zanzibar Leopard. A subspecies of leopard that lived on the Zanzibar archipelago, which is located off the coast of Tanzania. So that's the eastern coast of Africa. Hmm.
1: Uh, is that- it near the Ivory Coast. E- that would be the western coast. Sorry, all right, eastern coast. Got it. You, d-
0: you see in your mind, you can tell where the eastern coast of. Well, Africa. I'm
1: imagining Africa, uh-huh. and now I just remembered what east and west are. So now I'm okay. on the east side Now you're of on it.
0: the right side of it. Yeah. Okay. The Zanzibar leopards broke off from mainland leopards around the end of the last ice age and had been evolving separately ever since. What they evolved into was a smaller leopard that had a different pattern of spots on its mm, fur. So, I
1: love that for them.
0: Yeah, you right? Know,
1: just breaking off yeah. in their own species and just going for it and succeeding.
0: I'm saying they just have their own flair I love that It's great them. And, and um, so those spots They're smaller and more numerous Kind of densely packed
1: mm, More like a cheetah
0: See that's why I say I didn't do a lot of cat research Big cat research before the episode
1: But you have to know the basics of cheetah spots Versus leopards Versus
0: jaguars It's always been a a, a weak spot? spot for me mm. Yeah so, but regardless, it's very pretty. What are you
1: just gonna pitch it to the listeners and tell them to do all the work for you? I'm assuming is this your thing now.
0: I'm assuming the average person knows.
1: Hey, everyone, if you could just Google that for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, it's a really interesting story. The, the extinction story is more interesting than the, than the spots. I'm just trying to
1: paint a picture.
0: Okay, I, it's really pretty fur, and uh, they have a couple skins at museums. You can Google those and look at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Zanzibar leopard was the largest carnivore on Zanzibar, earning it the nickname King of the Island.
1: Ooh. Yeah. You know, I know another large mammal who was king of an island. His name is King Kong. Uh,
0: don't get me started. Doing? And he's
1: got quite the feud with a fellow named... Godzilla,
0: But they're really buds, actually. Well, I haven't seen the movie. Oh.
1: <laughs> but from what I've heard, they don't see eye to eye on many things.
0: Well, it's a complicated relationship, but it's worth the watch. It's a really good movie.
1: Well, it sounds like you're hoping we never have to do a podcast on King Kong because he went extinct.
0: You really haven't seen the movie, have no. you? No. Okay. Uh <laughs> Moving on. Does it go
1: extinct? Did you just spoiler alert it for me?
0: I'm not going to. I w- I'm going to watch it again. You want to watch it with me? Yeah, I'll watch it. Okay.
1: Because he was king of an island. Skull Island. <laughs> is that scary and spooky to you?
0: It's, I mean, uh, in the. again, it's so hard to talk to you about this because you haven't seen the latest movie.
1: I've <laughs> seen the trailer, which is enough.
0: It's a prison to him, so it is a little scary in that way. Did you see that part in the trailer?
1: No, I didn't okay. see the part where he was a prisoner. And they were feeding him food through a grate or something.
0: He's a prisoner. They put it's- him under this shell, like a dome, on the island, so he can't. So Godzilla can't find him.
1: Wow, this is getting deep. <laughs> okay, I, it feels like you need to go on a different podcast. I am just trying to make light, little humor about King Kong being the king of an island, and you are like, well, actually, yeah.
0: Well- I didn't know I was going to like the movie so much. Okay. <laughs> now I'm like really into it. So it's a, a touchy subject for me.
1: Actually, Godzilla is misunderstood.
0: He is. <laughs> uh, he's so cool, though. The, the graphics. i right, will just going to just
1: pump the brakes so we can get back to Zanzibar. Yeah, let's
0: go back. Okay. So the leopards had been on Zanzibar for a long time. When did humans get there? Humans have been on Zanzibar since as far back as twenty thousand years ago. That doesn't seem that long. It for extinction event. That's a long time
1: for humans. I don't know. Twenty thousand
0: like... years is that? It is. It's a long time.
1: Okay. For... if you say so, I'm not paying attention. I mean, to I the guess dates.
0: it's it's not that surprising if you think of like just colonizing the world. Mm-hmm. Where if it all began in Africa, yeah. Zanzibar is pretty close. Yeah. So it makes sense that it goes back that far, but the rest of the world it took a lot longer to colonize. Yeah. Because they had further to go. Okay, so they've found microliths dating back to then and and microliths are just like little stone tools, so oh. that's how we know they've been there that long. Uh, and then, starting around the first millennium, we have evidence of a variety of col- cultures that colonize the islands. As uh, you know, the centuries pass. There's more agricultural development, and eventually, it becomes a pretty big trading center. I'm I'm like just speeding through the history here. Uh, then, around 1500, the rest of the world starts to become interested in the region, and that's when. A lot of different countries try and take it over. I'm not going to get into the details. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. Uh, but currently, Zanzibar is an insular autonomous region of Tanzania.
1: All right. <laughs> so I love that for them.
0: Oh, is that your theme <laughs> today? Or did you like just... hear that somewhere and now you need to keep saying it?
1: I just think it's so good that that, that they're just like, you know, insular and (laughs) autonomous and just really making a go of it. And I just love that for
0: (sighs) them. Okay. So (laughs) humans have been on Zanzibar for a long time and presumably they coexisted peacefully with leopards for most of that time. It's hard to pinpoint when the trouble started, but historically in sub Saharan Africa, Leopards have been associated with witchcraft.
1: Whoa, I didn't know this.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just in case you aren't familiar with witchcraft, leopard witchcraft oh, specifically, okay. I'm I'm going to get you up to speed. All right. A witch can control a leopard and make it do its bidding. Uh, for example, if you have upset a witch in some way. That witch might send a leopard to attack your livestock or even one of your family members. Often, this witch is someone you know, they're in your circle. Um, and we have records of beliefs like this having been present on the east coast of Africa by at least the 12th century. Whoa. So, that's been around for a while. So, if you're a witch, how do you get a leopard? Right?
1: Well, right now I'm interested in that social dynamic of like you have a friend circle and then you get a, a, a leopard attack and then you're like, well, yeah. who's the witch?
0: Um, who's- Yeah.
1: And it could have just been someone that you're like, oh, she didn't pay me back. Right. Now she's a witch because I got attacked by a leopard <laughs> and it probably doesn't work out great for her. For the witch? Yeah. It's kind of messed up, right? Well... She had nothing to do with this, and now she's getting the blame.
0: Well, that's, I'm going to kind of get into that, but okay. not really. A witch doesn't really get blamed.
1: Well, yeah, I'm about to get educated,
0: right? Okay, so yeah, let's just talk about how you get the leopard, and then uh, we'll get into the details. So typically, you're going to get a young leopard. You got to train it. So probably a cub from another leopard that is also under the control of a witch. You know, it's like a network of mm-hmm. witch trading. And once you have a cub, you need to hide it. Uh, you could hide it in a cave in a forest or a secret room in your house or even maybe just under your bed. Well, yeah,
1: all great places right. to store a cub.
0: So that's that's where cubby typically hole. where they, yeah, a cubby hole. <laughs> um, so next you have to train it which seemed similar to how you would train a dog you know with food and- there are a
1: lot of there's a big responsibility and you shouldn't go training a witch leopard if you're not gonna stick with it.
0: It's true. It's a lot because of responsibility. they grow
1: up. <laughs> sure they're cute and cuddly now, but they grow
0: up. So true. Um, yeah, so like food repetitive commands it's like similar to a training a dog. And eventually, that leopard is all set to do whatever you want it to do. And at that point, once it's trained, it ceases to be a wild leopard and becomes what is called a kept leopard. Mm.
1: It's kind of like a made man in the mafia.
0: Yeah. I'm a kept leopard. (laughs) But like you said, if keeping and feeding and having the responsibility of this leopard is too much for you. You could also do what is like a leopard timeshare co op kind of thing, which Whoa. with other witches, where you all own one leopard together and just use it when you need it. This is great. Is it's that like great? Car share. Right? <laughs> I'm not...
1: It's got to be annoying though when you really need, and I bet this always happens.
0: Oh, yes. Whenever
1: Some... you really need the leopard, somebody else has got it.
0: Somebody's booked it. Yeah. Every time. Ugh. Oh God!
1: Hey, Melissa. Oh, hey. Uh, oh, funny seeing you here at yeah. the the Leopard. I just reserved it. I was coming to pick it up.
0: Wait. <laughs> uh, actually, I' pretty sure I have it reserved. Today. No, see, that's my
1: name right there. I wrote it down right next to the Leopard. Yeah, for today, well, right now.
0: Uh, do you know? I mean, do you see my name right there?
1: Why would I look? I, I, I put my uh, okay, name down, okay. and then come back. All right.
0: I, I I'm sure like you have a good reason for using it, but I, I oh, really need well, this yeah. leopard today. What?
1: That's nice and all, but we have rules, and we stick by them, and I need this leopard because somebody the other day, <laughs> I was driving in my car, and I was trying to get over with my turn ziggy. And I clicked it over, and I did a little hand wave, and they didn't let me over.
0: Um, yeah, okay. I think I need it more than Oh, you. more than yeah, that. Yeah. You know y- how steamed I was? Do you know what my cousin Nikki did last weekend?
1: Oh, here it comes.
0: We had a barbecue. Uh-huh. And Nikki's 13 years old. You know what he did? I guess.
1: Picked his nose.
0: Well, that goes without saying, but he stole the beer.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And he drank it.
1: Look, I appreciate you, your situation, but the fact is the fact that I I reserve this leopard for now, and I'm going to okay. take it.
0: What, do you want me to just let this go with Cousin Nikki?
1: The, your problems are your problems. I got a guy who didn't let me do the blinky, and now he's going to pay for it.
0: Woody, I don't even get the blinky. What happened?
1: I was trying to merge.
0: And he wouldn't let you over. He had your blinker. He was on?
1: pretending. He was doing a straightforward face, like he couldn't see. Like he had, he was a horse with blinders on. This guy was peripherally blind, and I'm sitting there. I'm doing a polite wave. I have my blinky on. <laughs> I'm trying to get over, and he wouldn't <sighs> even acknowledge my existence.
0: What? Maybe he's listening to a podcast. He was really into it. Any-
1: Only cool, smart, successful, sexy people listen to podcasts. <laughs> This guy was none of those. (laughs) So, Melissa, I appreciate whatever quandary you're in, but I'm taking this leopard.
0: All right, cool. I mean, what path do you think this is going to send Cousin Nikki down on for the rest of his life? You You know, know he's not getting any Ivy Leagues or uh, extracurriculars or any of that.
1: I'm about to schedule another leopard to take it on you.
0: You know that's in the code. We don't do that. Oh, no, I didn't
1: know about a code. What do you, <laughs> you know what? Did, like terms and services? Fine. I use the app.
0: You know what? Take the leopard. It's yours.
1: I got some blinkies to avenge.
0: Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, the, you know, on the witch side. But if you're a regular person and not a witch, how can you tell if a leopard belongs to a witch? There's a few ways. Uh first, if a leopard attacks or scares people or livestock near a settlement or farm, it is a kept leopard. If it doesn't run off when provoked, it's a kept leopard. If someone is carrying a leopard on their back, that is a kept leopard.
1: Are you doing a Je- Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> bit cuz it sounds like <laughs>
0: <laughs> No. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to get the details. Um.
1: If you pissed off your neighbor and you wake up with a goat head chopped in half, you might have a kept leopard. Huh?
0: Huh? Okay. Okay. If the leopard is wearing clothing or jewelry, that is a kept leopard. You
1: might have a kept leopard.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's pretty much everything you need to know about leopard witchcraft. Did I cover all those questions that you had earlier?
1: I said I was about to be educated. I have been
0: educated. Okay, really interesting stuff. If you take away the witchcraft Aspect from the Zanzibar leopard story. What you have is villages in Zanzibar that were expanding their agricultural presence and encroaching on the Zanzibar leopard's habitat. And this led to an increase in human leopard interactions and livestock leopard interactions. And that's, you know, that's kind of the reality if you take away the witchcraft part. But when you bring that witchcraft, part back to the story what you have is a way to explain these various acts of misfortune a wild leopard would never attack your livestock or your family unprovoked more likely this is a kept leopard under the control of a witch and traditionally these witches had valid reasons for invoking this sort of wrath wrath it wasn't random uh you deserved it in some way Uh, And because of this, you wouldn't necessarily go after a leopard keeper or accuse someone of being a witch. That was what you had asked Mm. earlier. You know, instead there would be a lot of gossip about it um, and then almost an acceptance of it. You know, it it kind of, there was a social order to the whole thing and Mm -hmm. witches could almost be seen as protectors of the social order.
1: Okay. Yeah. It kind of kept the rumor mill from flying too crazy. Not that Mills fly, but you know what I mean. It <laughs> kept things, there's there's a cap on it. Right. You can't just go make obscene accusations or else you're going to get a leopard on you.
0: It, it, it was kept it was under a restrictor plate, kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of gossip and people were definitely talking about it, but you're not going to, you know, go after someone publicly. Mm hmm. Um,
1: because you know there's repercussions for this,
0: I suppose. But um, but the other part of that is, um, if the leopard went after your goat, mm-hmm. maybe you had said something to a witch that had you know offended them or done something, and um, so and you deserved it, right? Yeah. So that's that, and this way of thinking worked for a long time.
1: I say let's bring it back. Especially in the age of social media, everyone just gets to spout off at the hip, making accusations, being a big tough guy without any repercussion. Maybe if people had a little bit of fear of the old witchcraft, witch controlled leopard, we'd all get along a little bit.
0: I think so, because I'm not going to mess with a leopard. Rip you up.
1: Oh, no question. Yeah. They got claws and teeth, know how to use them.
0: Would you post that comment if you knew?
1: there's a leopard breathing down your neck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right.
1: Come on, tough guy. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh yeah. You know, Big Larry 42085 heard he got his intestines spilled out by a leopard." I'm like, yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense. You seen that guy has been posting?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> kidding, man. <laughs> uh, so... Okay. Uh, so That works. It works for them. It's not until the 19th century that things start to change. It doesn't happen overnight. In the 19th century, there's a lot of growth on Zanzibar, more people, even less room for the lepers. Uh, By the 20th century, there's a bunch of social, political, and economic changes that ultimately lead to a revolution, the Zanzibar Revolution in 1964. And I, I don't want to go into details, but just try to imagine that all of this social social change leads to a shift in the ways traditional practices are perceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, all those witches that were righting wrongs, basically, and bringing order to a traditional way of life, they're now becoming viewed as evil, mm. nefarious people, doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So now when a leopard eats your goat, it's not to teach you a lesson. It's just done out of a purely evil intention of its keeper.
1: Okay. See, that's where I came. My point of view right off the bat was like evil witch sicking leopards on people. And then after my education that I just received. (laughs) Now I'm like, what a fool I've been.
0: Yeah, so it it kind of turned around and went the way you originally thought. Yeah. And yes, uh, the Zanzibar leopards are attacking sheep and goats and poultry, cattle, dogs, and sometimes even people. Uh, However, probably not very often. Um, But sometimes a leopard would go after a child or a baby. There's an account of an infant who was sleeping in a hut in a field. His mother was out guarding the crops, and this leopard snuck into the hut and latched onto its head. And I guess started pulling him out of the hut. And I, I'm assuming his mother intervened, but all it says after that is the child gets mauled but survives. Um mm. he he had some pretty wicked scars, but he ends up living to seventy five.
1: Oh, okay, so it was a pretty happy ending. But, yeah. Because it started off in like a really terrible story, and I was like, This is why you why are you putting this in here? Right. <laughs> Melissa. Nobody wants to hear about this. <laughs> But 75, that's pretty good. Yeah. Especially if you started off your life in the jaws of a leopard.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> it's like 75 years that you probably shouldn't have had.
0: So that was that w- one story. Uh, sometimes leopards went after adults too, but that was pretty rare. Over the years, the leopards kill several people, at least in like the modern records we have. Uh, mostly these are farmers or their children that are sleeping in their fields, and it's crazy like, they're sleeping in their fields to protect it, mm. but I think they're actually there to protect it from other animals, like uh, what, pigs and yeah, other things that are running wild. Yeah. Um, understandably scary stuff, if you're in this situation. So, you know, the Zanzibar residents are finally like, we've had enough. Uh, we're going to kill these evil leopards. Which it wasn't something you really did before, right. at least not as much as they're going to. Again, this doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual change from tolerating it to all-out war. But at some point, they start killing leopards, yeah, trapping them and shooting bounty. them.
1: is it a bounty? Let me guess. It's not about no, no bounty, no bounty this oh, wow. time. Yeah. So I look like an idiot.
0: <laughs> it was a good thought, though. It would have worked. this time, the British are ruling in Zanzibar, and they're not on board with all this leopard killing. They say, yeah, every now and then they take a goat, but also they're killing all the pigs and monkeys that trample and destroy your fields, so actually they're a good thing to have around. Mm And in 1919, they implement a decree that protects the Zanzibar leopards.
1: We hereby decree, (laughs) by order of the king, all Zanzibar leopards, eater of the pigs and the monkeys, which are
0: destroying the crops in the fields, are under the king's protection. Yes. (laughs) It's now illegal to kill them, or wound them, or capture them, or trade them, or any of that. He's just hands off. (laughs) And the Zanzibar...
1: Hey, Melissa. Yeah? I love that for them.
0: Uh, that was three the third time you're gonna
1: it's just like hands off just let them be them you know if you love something let it go yeah and it'll come back to you if it's meant to be (sighs) and i love that for them
0: okay thank you you're welcome the zanzibar residents are like nah uh (laughs) they pretty much ignore this decree and continue to hunt down the leopards so the, what happens is the British revise the decree.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> oh,
0: we hereby decree strenuously
1: against killing of the leopards from uh,
0: based upon our previous decree and request that you adhere to it. No, they, they loosen it up.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: they say um you can kill the leopard if they've killed livestock or attacked a human. Okay. Yeah. So the government will legally allow the killing of some leopards, but by the 1950s, trappers and witch finders are becoming prevalent in the various villages across Zanzibar. An entire underground network of witch finders who employ a variety of methods to capture leopards and in some case even locate the keepers. Mm. This is... (laughs)
1: Witchfinder.
0: So they have a variety of methods they use. I have examples of a couple. One witchfinder trapped leopards with live bait and he even used his own son as bait on occasion. This is an act out. Son, son, Dad, are we almost there? God, my uh, feet are killing me. Uh, really glad you. Hold on, I had to stop and tie my shoes. Okay, okay, you good?
1: Over the loop. Okay, I'm it, done. Look, it looks good to me. Record time.
0: Look, like uh, I was saying I'm I'm glad you came out today. I got a really. Dad, can we
1: hurry this up? Cause I gotta get back.
0: <sighs> All right, uh, just stand over there. Over where? Do you see that tree?
1: Which tree? There's a lot. We're in a forest.
0: The one smothered in blood. The blood tree. Yeah, stand by that one. Okay. All right. Um, it would stinks. Okay. Yeah, there's flies everywhere. All right. Can you just keep it down? I'm uh. I'm being as quiet as I can. This—that's as quiet as you can be.
1: There's mosquitoes everywhere. My eczema's flaring up.
0: Why'd you bring me out here and okay. chain me to this okay. bloody Just, tree? Um, I'm gonna walk a little further away. I think I can get a better Dan. shot from farther away. Dad. Okay, I can't hear you anymore. Dan.
1: Just okay. This chain is hurting my leg. Do you have any Vaseline? It's chafing. Stand still!
0: Um and after capturing a tiger, he would finish them with a red hot crowbar. In front of the whole village. What? (laughs) Like, finish him. (laughs) Just take a red hot crowbar to a, I don't know. Like
1: whack him on the head?
0: Probably. Poke him? Stab him? Yeah.
1: That is weird. It's like (laughs) coming up with signature moves. (laughs) Hmm? Hmm? What should be my leopard killing move? Axe. Maybe I just throw a big (laughs) rock at its head. Nah, nah, nah. Crowbar. Red hot. Poke him. Ooh.
0: What what would your signature move be?
1: Thank you for asking me. (laughs) Hmm. I'm a witch finder. And I found a leopard. And everyone's waiting around to see how I'm going to finish it off. Hmm. I think I'm going to do some type of explosion, like feed it a chicken with a <laughs> grenade in it. It's so very like, oh, as for your last meal, here's a nice, delicious chicken. Little does he know. Yeah. And then kablowy.
0: That's a good one. Thanks.
1: Nice. What about you?
0: Well, I was thinking about it and... I think if I had the resources, I would buy an island and then relocate them all to the island so they could live out. Oh, preserve? The, yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> You're out of the witch finders.
0: <laughs> all right. And then, oh, and then um, the leopard was parted out and used to make pr- protective charms and other medicine. Hmm. Uh, Other witch finders hunted in groups using spears and hunting dogs and they would feed the leopard to their dogs to make them more fierce. Hmm. There's an account of a group of witch hunters that hunted down a leopard and then speared to death the keeper as well. Whoa. Yeah, and they left the leopard and the keeper on the side of the road as a warning. I think, like, on the spears. Uh, But this is a really rare occurrence. Mostly the hunters are just going to kill the leopards. Sounds personal. Yeah. Extinction Event is proud to support Prehistoric Times Magazine. Hey, Jack. Hey. I have a confession
1: Ooh, it's going to be juicy.
0: Yeah. Um, I've been reading Prehistoric Times Magazine for like three years, and I I was never really into dinosaur figurines or collecting them mm-hmm. before that, but I've noticed that I've slowly mm, kind of started doing that.
1: How many do you have?
0: Um, I don't have a lot because I'm really particular about the dinosaurs. They have to look a certain way but um, I think I have like two.
1: Oh, big, big collector. (laughs) Melissa, say no more. I I understand what you're saying. You want to collect many more dinosaurs, but space is an issue.
0: It is, because some of these dinosaurs are big.
1: They're like a foot long. The
0: long necks, the long tail. The long boys. Yeah.
1: And who hasn't been faced with this problem? And I'm glad you brought it up. Because I have just the solution. Oh, no. I What's... call it Dino Sauce.
0: Wait, what? Dino
1: Sauce? Then is... what I do is I take your whole Dino collection and I put it in a blender. Oh. And I turn it on until it's blended and chopped up into a nice, liquidy, sauce like
0: Dino Sauce.
1: Dino Sauce.
0: Dino Sauce. No, oh, I don't want you And this... then
1: you can store it in a nice little jar on the <laughs> counter. And then people come over, they say, oh, you like dinosaurs. <laughs> and you could show them your collection. No. And be like, in there is 100, 100 dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and you can name all the names. I and thought- if you want to write down, and I suggest you that you do this, because I've had a bit of a trouble. I forget which dinosaurs are in the dinosaurs. So it, before you do it, I highly suggest writing down the names, maybe taking a mental picture of what they look like. Uh, but I got to tell you, so much space now.
0: I don't. I am not on board with this. I've got a really cool one right now that I don't want to grind up into a sauce.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing that you should not do is get some dinosaur shaped pasta uh, and put a little dinosaur on uh, it. <laughs> what?
0: I don't, I don't know what you're selling anymore. Anyway, if, if you'd like to subscribe to Prehistoric Times Magazine, go to prehistorictimes.com. I highly suggest it. There's way more cool stuff in there besides just the dinosaur figurines. Um, And I'm obsessed with all of it. And you probably will be too. And, th- and that's all I got.
1: Don't eat the dinosaurs.
0: And this stuff is going on mostly under the radar. And then things start really ramping up. Uh, The Zanzibar Revolution, like I previously mentioned, sets things into a frenzy. That's around 1964. There's social upheaval. And some of that frustration gets funneled into the leopard situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Local hunting initiatives become a nationally supported cause to exterminate all leopards and dispel all witches. So what was before more of a local thing under the radar is now gaining a lot of support. And the president at the time even sets up a leopard hunting committee and a national leopard hunting group. Um, And this time, they're going after witches too.
1: (laughs) You said that like such a movie trailer. (laughs) And this time, they're going after witches, too.
0: (laughs) Okay, so they start rounding up alleged witches, interrogating them, holding them for a while, and often trying to dispel their magic through anti-enchantment readings. Uh, But that's kind of the extent of the punishment for the leopard keepers. That's it. Uh, They let them go. (laughs) Whereas for the leopards...
1: You have to sit here and listen to me read. you <laughs> uh, free to go now.
0: Whereas for the leopards, they're out for blood. Uh, they're killing as many as they can find. These government-supported initiatives go on for a while, uh, really putting a dent in the Zanzibar leopard population. But eventually the leadership changes and the official National Leopard Hunting Group and Committee is disbanded. And you would think, yeah, this is great, for the leopards i love that for them (laughs) (laughs) were you gonna do it
1: no you want to add on to it
0: i just think it's great you know like they've really been putting up with a lot and now it's like leave us alone
1: and now they got it i totally agree yeah
0: i just love that for them (laughs) okay but but no surprise the hunting continues it's just on a local level, again, not sponsored by the government. And this continued through the 1970s, 80s, all the way through the 1990s, into the 1990s.
1: All right, I'm you, right you're there. With, you're with me? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm all sitting of... at home. I'm watching Ren and Stimpy somewhere in Africa. They're still hunting <laughs> leopards. I got it. I'm in it.
0: Then all of a sudden, it looks like they ran out of leopards to kill.
1: Uh Uh-oh.
0: They're not finding any. And this is when they say, hey, maybe we should protect them.
1: Ugh. (laughs) The quick 180.
0: Yeah. But they actually give up that idea pretty quick because they realize uh, all these leopards are gone. Then, in 2003... The deputy minister for agriculture puts out a notice saying, hey, if you have any leopards, please bring them to us. We'll buy them uh, because we think having these leopards could increase tourism and make us some money. So I, I guess that's a call to like if you're a witch, maybe could, could we have your leopard? You got a
1: few left over in your cubby hole.
0: Yeah. And Under your bed you forgot about. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. We'll pay you for them.
1: Right. They're in a closet somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't throw them out. Bring them in. Um,
0: Yes. They think, would this be great for tourism? Because tourism had uh, greatly increased in Zanzibar from an average of 19,000 tourists in 1985 to 376,000 in Mm -hmm. 2016. And if they had leopards, that would get even more tourists. That's a real draw
1: the yeah zanzibar leopards
0: would you was would that draw you to the well,
1: yeah I'd, zanzibar just imagine i'm back home and they're like what was your favorite part of your trip and then you just <laughs> take a long drag off a cigarette You say zanzibar leopards <laughs> you haven't lived
0: <laughs> oh the zanzibar leopards uh... But no one brings in any leopards.
1: By the way, in my head, I'm saying this like Citizen Kane, where he says, rosebud. (laughs) And I'm just going, Zanzibar leopards. (laughs) But let's be honest. Nobody wants to hear about vacations.
0: You know, I don't mind some travel. Like, I've told you this story. I have this vivid memory. Of going to my dad's friend's house in the '90s, and he had one of those really big TVs, yeah, like huge. Uh huh. The whole living room, f- which filled it,
1: right? Okay. And it was on like it was probably a like pedestal. thirty inches, but yeah.
0: No, 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 uh-huh. no. It was on like a big pedestal wall thing, right. and projector I, kind of. It was setup. a projector setup, yeah. Okay. And uh, he had a projector with slides that he had made uh-huh. of a recent trip to India I think wow and uh, we were there for a long time watching that.
1: Is your dad's friend Indiana Jones or something
0: <laughs> I don't I don't even remember I don't why was I there I
1: thought about one of your dad's stories while you were telling me this
0: what which one
1: when he had an ocelot
0: ah uh, do right. you want to tell that it's a long story we'll do the abridged version he had him and his friend wanted to get exotic animals. And, and please note, they, they're they from Florida. Or they, they were living in Florida. And so this is
1: very doable. Yeah.
0: Which you could probably- You wake up
1: in the do. morning and he want an exotic animal, it can happen.
0: Yeah. He got an ocelot and his friend got a sloth.
1: Well, my favorite part, oh. I'm going to butt in here, is that he printed up business cards. Oh. And uh, saying he was an exotic animal dealer. Oh. And that's all you needed to buy an exotic animal.
0: Ah. <sighs> Things aren't that simple anymore. You couldn't do that now.
1: Mike looks pretty legit. He's got a business card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. he bought an ocelot, and his friend bought a sloth.
0: And it didn't last long.
1: The sloth escaped.
0: Mm, no. They, I think they let them. They, they both like, go. One. Do you want me
1: to tell the yeah, story? I
0: don't remember the story. Please tell.
1: Said so the ocelot was very cool to look at, and then it started getting bigger. And uh, he had to feed it a lot of meat. And one day, it bit his mom's hand because oh. one thing you don't do when feeding a ocelot is try to move the bowl when it's eating. <laughs> and they had to get rid of it.
0: Is my making this up, or did they put the sloth on a telephone? I I remember that wire. part too. They just like yeah. got
1: rid of the sloth and. I think what it was is like they put it in a tree and then a few days later they saw it, it like on a telephone wire.
0: Okay, okay. All right. well, we digress. But as always, there's been leopard sightings in Zanzibar. There is the rumor that witches have brought leopards over from the mainland to do their evil deeds, and that these are the leopards people are seeing. Because generally it's believed that the Zanzibar leopards went extinct in the 1990s. So if the leopard sightings are real, there's a chance they're not actually Zanzibar leopards.
1: Hmm. And there's a chance it's just a ploy for tourism also. It's true.
0: This minister guy, he'll do anything, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But now it's time for a little cameo from a friend from past episodes. What? Do you remember... Forest Gallant? No. <laughs> Man. He's the guy from the Extinct or Alive show where he goes out looking for extinct animals. Okay. And I think we talked about him in the Pygmy Hippo. He, he did
1: I make fun of his name, I say it's like a like a Mitsubishi Forest Gallant. <laughs> I don't maybe. Okay.
0: Anyway, he's had some success at finding extinct animals in the past on uh, camera traps. And in 2018 there's an episode where Forrest allegedly captures a Zanzibar leopard on a camera trap. That's it's uh
1: So have you seen this? I,
0: I ha- I've seen it. Um it's a night vision camera so it's not like a crystal clear image, but it seems to fit the description of a Zanzibar leopard. It's a uh, it's smaller and its markings were more spotty. Than a mainland leopard
1: does it have the big Z on its side?
0: <laughs> um, you can Google it. You can oh, it. I do, yes. you a, do. You watch it? Do you want to watch the video? I mean, you don't. We don't even no, know what I leopards. Don't watch we it. can't tell the difference between any. Okay, you don't want to see. I have the
1: listener do all the work.
0: <laughs> anyway, so maybe there, this is a Zanzibar leopard. It, it really could be. My question to you is: uh, if It's a leopard, a Zanzibar leopard. Do you think it's a wild or a kept leopard?
1: I mean, it's impossible to say without knowing more information. Like, is it near some crops?
0: Is he wearing jewelry?
1: Is he wearing jewelry? Does he have a big Z on him? Does he look like he was hungry for a baby? You know, stuff like that. (laughs) You know, stuff I might have seen on the video, but I didn't get to see the video.
0: Okay, so... Forrest admitted though that he couldn't say for sure if it was the Zanzibar leopard because it could have been a mainland leopard and like we know witches have allegedly brought those over. Without genetic evidence, we can't say for sure. But it it really could be. Crazy though. You know, nice nice little Forrest Gallant.
1: The major PC Forest Gallant. <laughs> Get one now. Zero point three percent financing.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, I mean that—that's about it. That's the story of the Zanzibar. Well, let leopard. me just
1: say I love that for them. <laughs> that there might, night. That they might not be, you know, extinct. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Yeah. because well, I love that for them. Yeah. Um. Wow, Melissa! Again, I'm in awe of your ability to go on Wikipedia and other sources (laughs) and string together a narrative around an animal who's no longer with us, probably.
0: I personally think there's probably a bunch of kept leopards that somebody's stockpiling somewhere.
1: Stockpiling like Star Wars Episode I soda cans. And no. eventually, hot day rolls around, they all explode in your closet. We've all seen it. <laughs> all right, do it's you th- just you're you should be glad that I had them in a plastic container and not some cardboard box.
0: Listen, do you think those Pepsi cans?
1: I had all of them.
0: I know my Jake did too, but like, <laughs> do you think that there was just a cascade of explosions across America for a good two years? <laughs> or, or, <laughs> like how long you know they, they all these all like
1: cleaners are coming in like oh it's the soda cans again <laughs> huh all right where's your son's room
0: <laughs> oh man okay well i thought it was a really interesting episode which which is that's cool Came
1: nowhere did not expect
0: that and another thing doesn't matter who you are you know where we're, we're. I guess we're all from Africa at some point, but like we can all find a reason to extinct an animal.
1: Mm-hmm. Eventually,
0: we we'll get there.
1: Let's, we come together as yeah. people. It's a great unifying.
0: But this is a really creative one. Yeah, they, they really went all out. So that was cool. Any final thoughts on it?
1: We didn't really get into how they were killed.
0: Uh, yeah, I, they exploding were exploding
1: sh- chickens. <laughs> Oh, oh, you did. A you did give bit. me a good one, which is the hot poker.
0: The hot poker, it's a lot of trapping, yeah, and shooting, and the dogs.
1: So, you did. So, I was just yeah. like zoning you out. You weren't at paying that
0: attention, part. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: I have one job to do, and I think. <laughs> Uh,
0: I guess I'll mention again if you have any suggestions for extinct animals or just extinct anythings doesn't have to be an animal, uh, let us know. You could write to us at. I mean,
1: make it interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I just. I, when
1: we say extinct, anything, I don't want to hear about like an ant. Don't do like Melissa's pupfish episode.
0: Not uh, yeah. Don't try not to do a pupfish. <laughs> uh.
1: I I love making fun of the pupfish episode.
0: I know, and then it's then we... like
1: one of the five episodes that I remember doing. It, probably why it always gets picked on.
0: Yeah, I I barely remember what we did last time. (laughs) Okay, so if you have a suggestion, you could email us at extinctionpod at gmail or on Twitter or Instagram at extinctionpod. And again, thank you to everybody who already has. That's awesome. That about does it. Thanks for being here, Jack. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Peg Deer production.